It's August 11th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Cotnor is out on special assignment. Our top stories today. We now know more about the extent of the explosions at a Russian airbase in Crimea. Russian authorities said munitions stored at the site had exploded and denied that any aircraft had been destroyed. But pictures released by Planet Labs, a satellite imaging company, appear to show at least three blast craters in areas where planes were parked near the runways, leaving blackened debris and at least eight wrecked warplanes. Ukraine continues to deny military involvement, but a senior Ukrainian official has said the blasts were an attack carried out with the help of partisans. China and South Korea clashed this morning over the U.S. missile defense shield installed in South Korea, threatening to undermine efforts by the new government in Seoul to overcome long-standing security differences. China contends that the Terminal High Altitude Area Defense THAAD missile system's powerful radar could peer into its airspace and in 2016, curbed trade and cultural imports after Seoul announced its deployment, dealing a major blow to relations. South Korea insists that the systems are for self-defense and has pushed back against China's attempts to control where and how the systems are used. The Chinese Communist Party-owned Global Times warned that the THAAD issue was, quote, a major hidden danger that cannot be avoided in China-South Korea ties. In my opinion, South Korea's new government is more conservative and defense-minded than the previous administration, so it's unlikely that they will ever give ground on the THAAD issue. But if we think China is a concern for America, imagine if they were in your backyard. China represents more than 25% of South Korea's exports and more than 23% of its imports. The U.S. represents only 14.5% and 12.4% respectively. If things get really dicey in East Asia, the U.S. will have to significantly step up its trade and economic support because China's economic stranglehold over the region can cause even the most committed allies to falter. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un declared victory in the battle against the novel coronavirus, ordering a lifting of maximum anti-epidemic procedures imposed in May, state media said this morning. Because of limited testing capabilities, it's unclear how many people in North Korea caught COVID but the North Korean government has reported numbers of those with fever symptoms, which peaked at a daily case count of 392,000 in May. It was revealed that Kim Jong-un himself fell ill but has since recovered. The World Health Organization has cast doubts on North Korea's claims, saying last month it believed the situation was getting worse, not better, amid an absence of independent data. Pyongyang's declaration of victory comes despite rolling out no known vaccine program. 
Instead, the country says it relied on lockdowns, homegrown medical treatments, and what Kim called the, quote, advantageous Korean-style socialist system. Elsewhere, an Iranian man has been charged by the U.S. with plotting to kill former Trump National Security Advisor John Bolton. U.S. officials said Shahram Porsafi, a member of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, was in Iran and wanted over the alleged plot. They said Mr. Porsafi was likely seeking revenge for the U.S. strike that killed Qasem Soleimani. Iran's most powerful military commander, by offering $300,000 to individuals in the United States to murder Bolton in D.C. or Maryland. Iran dismissed the charges, saying it came from a, quote, failed policy of Iranophobia. Just in time for the next global financial crisis, the European Commission announced yesterday that it is ceasing its surveillance of the Greek government's budget. The move marks an end to Greece's debt crisis, which started in 2010 and at one point threatened to have Greece ejected from the Eurozone. The Commission report concluded that Greece has taken the steps necessary to achieve the commitments it had made to EU partners, in spite of challenging circumstances triggered by the economic implications of new waves of the pandemic, as well as of Russia's military aggression against Ukraine. Although Greece has returned to international bond markets, its credit rating remains below investment grade. The Greek government said it hopes to regain investment grade by next year. Anti-government protesters in Sierra Leone have clashed with police in the streets of the capital, Freetown, as tensions over the rising cost of living turn deadly in the West African nation. In a national broadcast, Vice President Mohamed Julda Jola said that lives of both policemen and civilians were lost without giving further details. He announced a nationwide curfew starting at 3 p.m. local time yesterday. Long-standing frustration with the government in some quarters has been exacerbated by rising prices for basic goods in the West African country, where more than half of its population of around 8 million live below the poverty line, according to the World Bank. Police in Rio de Janeiro are seeking the arrest of six people accused of involvement of stealing 16 artworks together valued at more than $139 million. The hall included museum-quality pieces from Brazilian masters Tarsila do Amaral and Emiliano de Cavalcanti. Video provided by police showed them recovering more than 10 works underneath a bed. The theft was orchestrated by the widow's daughter, according to a police statement which didn't provide either of their names. The daughter was among those arrested Wednesday, according to local media, which also showed images of a woman attempting to escape through a window as police arrived. The paintings weren't stolen in a heist, but rather through a bizarre con which included a soothsayer and payments of almost a million dollars for spiritual treatment. Read the full story in the AP. In lighter news, yesterday at 8.50 a.m. local time, 
A tractor-trailer overturned near Louisville, Kentucky, spilling hundreds of cans of Bud Light. Police tweeted the crash was a non-injury incident and cleanup efforts were underway. Reports of the event being linked to Chris Cottonor's extended time on special assignment cannot be confirmed nor denied. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, I'll speak with Tasike Kasambala, Director of Africa Programs at Freedom House, about the recently released U.S. strategy towards sub-Saharan Africa. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in our show notes to read our sources, and tune into Deep State Radio tonight to hear David Rothkoff and Kavita Patel talk with E.J. Dion and Max Boot about Biden's recent wins and the raid of Mar-a-Lago. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>